This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's bring in somebody who maybe can help me in that regard. He is Rob Brown. He is host of the Rob Brown Show from 9 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern on the Fan Upstate in Greenville, South Carolina. And also, like I said, co-host of Bet for the Cycle with Cody Decker on our network, BetQL, uh, noon to 4 p.m. So first off, Rob, who has the tattoo and what's the story behind it? Uh, well, first off, I would just like to say congratulations on suggesting the 1998 Pam Anderson look <laughs> as the punishment for a bet. Yes, That's cold. outstanding work. Outstanding work. Uh, nobody has gotten one yet, but the last punishment for our Parlay v. Parlay Challenge every Saturday on the show, our talent takes on our production. We put forward a three-leg parlay, has to be six to one or longer, and the losing team has to take a punishment, which we've had some really interesting ones over the past two years. Uh, your producer, Double D, last week, so the, the, the punishment we have upcoming is – you have to get a, a temporary tattoo. There's a company that makes temporary tattoos. They last three to four weeks. And you have to get one that is going to be designed by the team that wins the bet. Well, Cody Decker and I, because we are geniuses, once again won the parlay, which means our production team has to wear one of these temporary tattoos for three to four weeks that we designed for them. And Double D down there in the box said, hey, if you don't make me wear anything terrible, I will get it permanently tattooed on myself. Right. That's exactly the reaction you should have to that. Uh, so Cody and I are working up a couple of, shall we say, unique tattoo ideas that our producer Mario will have to wear on his body three to four weeks. By the way, the newly single and back into the game, Mario, we're going to be sending him out into the dating world with a tattoo nice. we designed, and Double D decided to go permanent tattoo because he is a reckless, reckless individual. Oh, God. my God. Double D, you're the person? I didn't guess it's that. you? Of all the people. I have a whole bunch of tattoos. Why not do one more? I even told them if they made it cool enough, I would put Bet for the Cycle underneath the tattoo with their names. <sighs> All right, so let's talk about bad ones. Like, let's do, how about Tweety Bird? Or like any member of the Looney Tunes. I feel like those are bad ones. Like, what's the worst tattoo you could give somebody? I mean, this man is going to potentially have my name tattooed on, his, uh, on him for life. And it's all because the Red Sox won on the money line. The show's amazing oh if you haven't watched it noon to four on Saturdays. <laughs> Hashtag shameless self-promotion. You know what? You got to get it in there, man. If I, I'm already in. If you're talking tattoos and, and hot sauce, all these things you guys do on the show. So we have to tune into this. Now, I have to ask you about baseball here. You're a Braves fan, correct? I am. Okay. Sometimes I even admit it in public. Wow. Good Ooh. man. I am all over. Talk me <laughs> off of Bryce Elder outpitching Cookie Carrasco tonight. I feel like with the Mets, they're not hitting the ball at all. And Elder, I, I am blown away. I've said this on the show so many times. I know people are, are sick of hearing it. This cat does not have bad starts going all the way back to last season. He just doesn't. W what am I missing here? 
I don't think you're missing anything. Uh, Bryce Seller has been on a team that is filled primarily with sluggers, right? Everybody wants to talk about Ronald Acuna Jr. and Matt Olson, all these guys, and they all deserve to be talked about. Uh, at a spot for Atlanta where pitching right now really kind of is the question, right? Uh, every time you see World Series previews, when you talk NL, everybody says there's two teams out of the National League that are playoff locks, the Dodgers and the Braves. And I don't think that that is incorrect, but if the Braves find a way to falter and give the NL East back up to the Mets, it'll be because of pitching struggles, right? Max Freed is back on the IL. Really, Spencer Strider and Bryce Elder have been the only guys that they've been able to lean on. He has been probably the most consistent arm for the Braves this year. Uh, and now with Freed going back down, with Mike Soroka just getting back up, and Soroka threw a good game the other night against Arizona, but he's still kind of building himself back up. Right now, if you'll pardon the pun, Bryce kind of is the elder. It's really him and Spencer Strider that are going to have to carry this team. So I expect him to to have an even more impactful string of starts because of that, because he knows this team is relying on him. That lead in the East has been floating around that three-and-a-half game mark. And while the Mets are the definite – well, the Mets and the Phillies are the definitions of inconsistency right now – they have to be able to lean on those two guys, especially when the bats have been a little bit, I would love to say streaky. Uh, I, I think that isn't really quite a definition of how streaky they've been. He knows they've got to lean on him. And so for a guy that's been putting forward repeated consistent starts over and over, I wouldn't be shocked to see that continue. I actually don't hate that pick at all. I try my best not to bet on my own teams, yeah. but the Braves tonight are a good one. Also, if you're betting parlays, the Braves usually seem like a solid play unless they're playing the Oakland Athletics. Don't know what happened in that series. But since you guys bet parlays all the time, and I'll salute you because it feels like in baseball, there's always somebody that ruins it because you know how baseball is. On any given night, the worst team in baseball can be the best team in baseball. It doesn't happen that often, but when you play parlays, you'll see what I'm talking about. So who are the teams that you normally depend on when it comes to your parlays? Do you have any like super trustworthy teams that you always go back to? Well, let's let's start with this. Uh, good morning. Thanks for making it personal for bringing up that A-series. I was really starting to enjoy <laughs> myself, but you decided to just kick my legs out from under me. I understand it entertainment purposes uh so the way the way the parlay challenge on the show works is that whatever is the earliest game in the day that's the game we bet on so we, we're not we're not picking what game that day we like whatever game is the first game to start that's our parlay and we do that a so that hopefully some of our bets will finish up while we're still on the air and we can listen to double d promise everybody that he's gonna get a permanent tattoo of the show on his body because that is hilarious, objectively speaking. Uh, but it also kind of makes us have to really pay attention to every different squad. It makes us pay attention to uh, every team in baseball. And I think that, for me, that like ups the challenge level a little bit, right? Because every now and then, you catch that 105 per first pitch of Royals-Rockies. And it's like, dude, this is going to be the first Royals game and probably the last Royals game that I watch all year, and that I think makes it uh, a little bit more interesting. But you know, I think the I think the Braves are a great one. Cody and I really pay attention to 
players as much as we pay attention to teams, right? We're keeping an eye. It hasn't been the case this year. Last year, Dylan Cease of the White Sox was the K-Prop king. Cody Decker will tell you that all day long. If you got a White Sox game, Dylan Cease was hitting the K-Prop almost nine out of ten times. So the question mark is, who are you filling with the other two? I love watching the Miami Marlins right now. Uh, Araya is like a hit prop king at this point in time. There's a uh, the, the, the Cardinals are a really interesting one because as bad as the Cardinals have been, surprisingly, there's actually a couple of guys that are putting up somewhat consistent numbers. So even though you're never going to bet the Cardinals unless you bet them as dogs, there's some guys out there. Goldie is still getting you hits per game. You've got Wainwright, who is still hitting K-props and out-props with some regularity. So, uh, you know, to me, it's more about locking down on individual players. But you're right. The Braves are a great team to take props on. The Rangers right now offensively, a great team to take bag props on. Tampa Bay is another team. I love an Arena bag prop every now and then because the guy is just consistently moving around. So, for me, it's as much about pay, paying attention to to players as it is about teams as a whole. Rob, got about three minutes left here, but I have to ask, why do Angels fans hate you guys so much? <laughs> I'm so glad, <laughs> so glad that you brought this up. Uh, so we got trade deadline coming up, and Cody Decker and I, about two weeks ago, were doing a segment on potential moves, and up came the name Tim Anderson, who we adore on our show because our producer Mario once decided to lose a prop bet that he had to take a punishment for. I don't remember which one of the dozens that one was. And Tim Anderson cost him uh, a prop. So he, he woke up and he said the next morning in a tweet, good morning to everyone except Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson replied to him and said, shut your hating ass up. So which that's what we've called him ever since so we got to talking about potential destinations for tim anderson to which i said how about the angels right you are desperate to hang on to shohei otani you have got to figure something out that takes you from a team that has been perennially underwhelming and underperforming and kind of shifts you up a gear because otani has made it very clear i want to play somewhere i'm gonna win he's never said that's not la just i want to win somewhere so I suggested, let's bring Tim Anderson out and play for the Angels. Get him out from under where everybody expects him to land, which is the other L.A. team, the Dodgers. Well, they were bringing up Neto, who has been a wonderful first-year guy for them to play shortstop. And at the time that we said that, Neto had just started on a little bit of a, like a week-long hot streak. And so the Angels fans were telling us, we don't know baseball, we don't know what the hell we're talking about, which is great. Because Neto then proceeded to go on like a three for 30 slump for the next four, five, six, ten games after that. And the Angels fans are furious that we would insinuate that the Angels could and should be better because having the two best baseball players on planet Earth and failing to make the playoffs is a gigantic embarrassment and they should be unhappy about that. And for some reason, that's bad? Question mark? Right. It doesn't feel like your fault. The problems that the Angels have had in the postseason, and I'll say a lot of it, maybe you should be pointing the fingers at the training staff too because it feels like their pitching staff cannot stay healthy. Maybe they will this year because I will say things aren't quite as bad 
uh, for the Angels this year. But great stuff from Rob Brown today. We want to thank him for waking up early because I know this is early for most people. You can find him on the Rob Brown Show, 9 a.m. to 12 noon on the Fan Upstate in Greenville, South Carolina, and also co-host of Bet for the Cycle with Cody Decker right here on the BetQL Network, noon to 4 p.m. Rob, thanks for stopping by. Pleasure. At the Rob Brown Show on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thanks for having me. Have a lovely morning. See you next time. Thanks. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.